0: Welcome back to the Mel Show. Many people out there are seeing some uh information, possibly for the first time somehow, about RussiaGate Gate and the Mueller report and all of this. But back in uh 2019, in the summer of 2019, I read my guest's book that is here today and basically everything is in there and so much more and I'm honored to welcome back George Papadopoulos to the show. Thank you for joining me, sir.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's always great to be with you.
0: Thank you. I mean, just when you think, cause the, I, I, wa- I want to talk to you first about, uh, about what happened in, in um, Russia right this week and, and today and people are very upset about the Navalny story and all of that, but they don't know the backstory nor how our government works when it comes to dropping or or this kind of information. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because it seems to be being used today as a, look, we need to fund Ukraine because we got to get Putin because, you know, it's just it, it goes with the narrative.
1: Yeah, uh, I would say first and foremost, whenever you see a story of this magnitude drop um, at a time when Congress is attempting to wage direct war with a foreign adversary like Russia and to finance a never-ending war that's going to result in probably another generation of Ukrainian soldiers dying, you have to look at what's behind it, right? Right every single time that there's a major bad story about the Biden administration, the U.S. agencies, or even Western intelligence, there's always a distraction. You could go all the way back to the Mar-a-Lago raid, right? I mean, every single time there was some bad news about Hunter Biden, the laptop, or Trump was winning in the primaries and supporting America First candidates, a bad thing happened. So this is no difference. The story that just happened is that Navalny— the Russian opposition so-called leader died in a Russian jail. He's been in prison for years, and it's a very sad situation. You never want any political opponent to die in a prison, right? I mean, whether you're an American or you're somebody living in a in a third-world country, it just goes against normalcy. However, there's a lot more to the story, and that's what my post on X was all about. It was showing in video, and this has been reported in the past, but of course the mainstream media was never going to Uh, you know, expound upon it, that the reason he was arrested was because he was tried for sedition and treason against his own country. He was attempting a color revolution or a coup, if you will, with MI6, which, as we now know, was colluding with the CIA to overthrow Trump. And they wanted to install him as some sort of puppet in Russia. Putin figured it out. They arrested him. And uh, the rest is history. You live by the sword, you die by the sword kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, the outrage over this and, and the, not knowing the backstory and all of that. And you see people that were very involved in what happened to you at the very highest levels, Weissman and other people putting out tweets about this. And, and Mike Pence, you know, like, oh, how could this happen? You're trying to do this right now to Donald Trump. They did this to you. So it's it's just so crazy to hear these holier than thou people. And like I said, I read your book in twenty nineteen. So anyone that doesn't understand that the information coming out now from the Tabibi, Schellenberger and um, and their group are, are putting out information, that's great. But there's a lot of this story that was already uh, covered because it was your actual real life. Now, from what's coming out in what people are calling the binder story and the and the bump, which is what happened to you, um, tactics of the CIA well before a crossfire hurricane What in this story stands out to you that is not being either properly reported or is being left out?
1: Well, Mel, I I actually was interviewed by these journalists before they they obviously wrote this story. And there's a lot more that's going to drop about the story. And you're absolutely right. If you read my book, like you said, in 2019, you would see, yes, a lot of this was covered, but there's a lot more behind the scenes. And uh, what I think you're going to see moving forward, um, I, I really thought it was great that they gave like a 30,000-foot view, right? They said basically two things which were incredibly important, and that's why I give them full, um, you know, congratulations. They said, one, that the investigation did not start the way that the fake news said it started. That's very important because it goes against what John Durham was talking about, what Attorney General Barr, what Obama, with Comey. It completely eviscerates the reputation of all these these folks. And secondly, it finally confirms what I've been saying for years, that this was a Western intelligence operation. This wasn't simply a, an FBI rogue operation with a couple of bozos like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page calling the shots. There was a global effort, a global apparatus behind an attempt to overthrow a populist uh, nationalist candidate like Trump, that these countries had a vested interest in a globalist agenda. That's really what it was about. So moving forward, now that we got that information out, you're going to finally understand who was really running these assets, what their motivations were, and which agencies and countries were really behind them, and how high up it went, and I think it went to Obama. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, me too. And I also think that um, this is really good because these guys are not Trump people. They're not the, the left wing or or whatever. The globalist controlled media can't say, well, those guys are just, you know, they're Trump uh, propagandists. They're, no, these guys are not that at all. They also have the credibility of having testified about the Twitter files, which we all found out about. Um, And uh, most of us knew for a long time that we were censored, suppressed, banned, whatever. So uh, I also think that it's good because there's a whole new audience that will... Uh, now be exploring this, that maybe when we were all talking about it, when it was going on, um, either believed the propaganda or didn't know, because so much has happened since that has exposed uh, the layers of what's going on. Now, I want to also ask you about this. So one thing that as I'm digging into a a lot of what's happening here and what is happening in the Trump persecutions, because it appears that all of these Trump cases are being written from what I call a fifth column. They're coming through Weissman and Eisen and Brookings and McCord, it looks like down to Monaco, out the out to Smith and Will and um, Georgia and New York because on their own websites, be it Brookings, Just Security, uh, any of um, Eisen's uh, NGOs like uh, States United or Crew, you go on their websites and they have so much information that you're thinking, well, they've been working on these cases probably longer and more than the people that we're seeing, like that are bringing the indictments, such as Jack Smith. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what happened in your case when it came to because you were indicted, you were interrogated, you were put in uh, this horrible position. What what did that look like?
1: Well, Mel, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's why Trump always says, why did they wait years to pr- to persecute me when they could have done this in 2020 if the crimes were so egregious because it's overt lawfare. It's overt attempt at election interference. In my situation in 2016, and you could even argue the 2020 election, where the CIA suppressed the Hunter laptop story, that was really more subtle. That was covert, right? The American people were still asleep at the wheel. They could not imagine that their intel agencies are actually the bad guys that set people up, that overthrow governments, foreign, uh, domestically, and abroad. So now uh, Trump is right. Like they, the deep state, the Democrats, the Eisens, the Lawfare they're desperate. The Biden administration just took the gloves off. They said, we're not going to be subtle anymore. We don't care because we got caught. And that's really what's happening. It's not even a shock anymore because millions of people have finally woken up. In my situation, obviously, I don't even think I was indicted. I think it was some sort of uh, called an information basically uh, from March or even before 2016, their entire goal was to manufacture a crime around me. Right. That's all it was. It was to manufacture evidence, manufacture situations, crimes like they did to others, and it didn't work. So they had to do something to show that, hey, we got them. And that was basically throw me in a jail cell, uh, bankrupt me so I couldn't uh, pay yep. my legal fees, intimidate my family. And uh, you know I fought back and that's why they lost.
0: Yeah, obviously. And and you know what? They have a whole lawfare institute over there, Brookings, which had a lot to do with everything that happened back then. You know, Dushenko was out of Brookings, apparently, Fiona Hill. But now we have Brookings and they're putting out full memos about uh, novel legal theories that Eisen and Weissman are writing weeks before the indictments are coming down for Trump. And nobody's looking at this and saying, well, what I mean? There is no oversight at the way that they've created this situation. But in terms of you, you um, it's this same group of people. And they're very uh, it's like they're Machiavellian. They have no compassion. No, they don't they don't. I I don't know what is wrong with them. But when you read their white papers and go on their websites and all their NGOs, it's like they want a final solution. I hate to use that term, but they seem because it can't be about Trump. This has to be about the people that vote for Trump. Like I keep saying this really is much this people that are looking at it in terms of Trump cannot possibly understand. Well, even if he has four more years, I feel like when I read their stuff, it's not about, you know, right or left uh, Republican and Democrat. It's not about marginalized voters. It's literally about having no voters, no votes, no nothing, no Trump. It is about 80 million to 100 million people that they don't want to have a voice at all.
1: You're 100% correct about that, and and I'm the first to say it. Uh, I always say it's not about me, it's not about General Flynn, it's not a, about President Trump. It's about 75 to 90 million Americans who deep down believe in patriotic values, God-fearing patriots who love their family, work hard, and love America, and want America to remain a traditional society the way that our founding fathers established this great nation initially. Um... If you go back to 2016 there were so many agendas globally right you had brexit yeah. in the uk you had the trans-pacific partnership you had uh, all of these dirty dealings in ukraine you had the pretext that they hoped would start a third world war with russia you had of course the iran hostilities china all of this was designed to be uh, enforced by an obama third term which would have been hillary clinton now right. How did trump why is trump a target right it's not because he was a funny or good on the apprentice it's not because he's a billionaire it's not because uh, he just ran for president it was his ideas it was about populism it was about sovereignty it was about god it was about traditions it was about not starting world war iii and being tough with china that's what these agendas hated and of course they went after his supporters as a as a direct result to intimidate them to never, ever vote for a candidate like that again. And I hope the American people are not intimidated.
0: Yeah, I don't think they are. And I think he's gaining more than ever, because the one thing that is really, really clear here is that between the the controlled media, I mean, M- MSNBC is a full on intel operation, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, everyone on there, if you trace them and look at that, so if, if people at this point are still like drinking that Kool-Aid, then that's on them because I don't think a lot of, I think most people are pretty sure that something's terribly wrong and it's, it's the whole of the, the whole thing is, is, is a mess over there. But, um, another thing that's come out and I wonder your take on this, a lot of people now are looking at back at the Durham report and, uh, certainly Bill Barr's the choosing of Bill Barr, Bill Barr being in there and how, you know, some people are calling it a limited hangout, whatever, but I didn't know until recently that uh, Durham wasn't allowed, apparently, to look at any of the work product, anything having to do with the Mueller investigation. The Mueller report wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to speak to any of those people. I don't see how the Durham report could actually have been a real report if that if they were siloed away from the bigger picture of who was involved from the beginning through the, the, um, the Mueller team, through their report. What do you feel now looking back at the uh, Barr-Durham supposed investigation into the all of these crazy crimes of as far as could be treason, but certainly sedition and collusion uh, to take down a president?
1: You know, if he was willfully suppressed from reviewing material, engaging witnesses, subpoenaing critical uh, individuals and looking at classified information, that's one thing. It's another if he was intentionally trying to cover this entire thing up. Now, could he have had a change of heart over these months, thinking about his legacy, his family's legacy, who he is as a man, as a prosecutor, for trying to cover up the biggest scandal in American history? Could he have been a source of the Taibi report? Who knows? I don't know that. I don't know that. uh, That. However, I do think, one hundred percent, based on these damning revelations, that the CIA, with MI six and the Five Eyes, and probably Mossad subverted our election and sabotaged a president. If we don't have new hearings with this new information as the right. backdrop and Matt Gates and Mike Johnson don't use that small little majority that we're barely hanging on to, to do what's right, when this issue has now impacted three different elections, then they're just completely useless. So I wanna see Barr testify because Barr is on record saying that the CIA had nothing to do with this. Right. I wanna see Durham back in the hot seat. I wanna see Brennan there and Obama. Get this out there, because we're not going to indict these people with A.G. Garland. Obviously, we know that. But you get that information out there, you change the hearts and minds of so many Americans who just hate corruption, and you win this election, and then you indict them when Trump's back in office. There's no other option. If this goes as high up as Obama, which I believe, and Durham was part of a cover-up, they need to be held accountable.
0: Yeah, I mean, Durham, we don't know either way, but certainly Bill Barr knew what was going on on, on the highest level, as did, I believe, Mike Pompeo. There's no way, looking at all of this, that he was not aware, at least of, of a lot of what was happening. Now, there's also the question of Gina Haspel, who has been uh, a figure in, in the back, you know, kind of, she was the, it took over for the CIA, but she was the chief uh, in... Europe. I mean, in the UK, around the time of like it appears when you were kind of set up because what I was I was reading is that Madeline Albright was working for or a consultant to Hillary Clinton's campaign. She was at an event that I think you mentioned last time, or you know the people that were there. Halper was there, Dear Love, and that was in the UK while Gina Haspel was running. I think the CIA in the UK. How does that whole time period fit? Were you at that event where Marilyn uh, Albright was there and and uh, all those people? Is that the group that that kind of concocted the whole thing with you?
1: So so all roads lead to London and Rome. Not Washington and New York. Uh, let's just let me explain the, what I'm talking about. Right. Um. Wh- when I when I left Washington D.C., uh, I left the Hudson Institute where I was working as a, an advisor lobbyist for the a lot of this energy stuff that is now really hot in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, I then joined Carson Ben Carson's campaign. I left Carson's campaign because I was hired or like out of nowhere by this really interesting, what I thought was a, an incredible opportunity organization in London called the London Center for International Law Practice. Now, this is very important because this is the genesis of everything. Uh, when I was at this group, um, according to the Taibi story, I think this is the MI6 front organization that he was talking about, where they said there, were, there was this MI6 op- um, uh, institution that was running uh, operatives out of. They hired me there. I wasn't quite sure why I was there. I met some interesting people, met a lot of reporters from the Financial Times, some ambassadors. It was a very posh kind of situation. Now, when I told them I'm leaving and I'm gonna go work for Trump, who was then leading at the time after Carson dropped out, there was a woman there called Sambe Who I want your viewers to Google this woman, because she was a director there. I had no idea who she was. She seemed like a nice lady, middle-aged woman, uh, posh accent, lawyer. This woman actually worked with Bob Mueller after 9-11 on terrorism cases. This woman was one of the MI6's top uh, prosecutors in the UK high courts while she was situated at this organization I was in. And she said, oh, before you go, you're going to go to Rome. You're going to meet Mifsud. You're gonna... And then that's when the Italian foreign minister introduced me to them. So all of this was going on before my name even went public. So I believe, to go to your question about Gina Haspel, Gina Haspel was running the CIA in London. There's no way in hell that this type of activity could have happened to an American citizen who had just gotten off a presidential campaign, Ben Carson, who was working in D.C. for years, was hired at this organization to be set up as a fall guy, unless the CIA had it out for me through Gina Haspel. That's why, according to Chuck Grassley, the senator, she's been blocking certain elements and files, that Taibbi reference, because of my name on them, apparently, all this so it really that's I mean, I'm trying to summarize like years and a very complicated story, but that's really what Gina Haspel, I believe, was up to.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of people uh, I've asked this question to have no idea. And maybe you do. Why did John Durham and Bill Barr go to Italy together? People forget that they they actually took a trip to Italy together in the middle of the and everyone was thinking, well, you know, why would they be going to Italy together? What could they be looking for in Italy? And then that kind of got erased from everyone's memory. And like you're saying, Rome obviously played a big part in all of this and they've gotten a pass. But those guys actually have a documented trip together to Italy.
1: Yeah, so look, the the former prime minister, socialist prime minister and Obama buddy, Matteo Renzi, who, by the way, was Obama's like last foreign meeting he had in October of 2016, so right before the election. Yeah. I called him out when I started saying that Italy was involved, and there's a story that you could see. It's in the New York Times, Politico, that Renzi attempted to sue me because I called them out, and I said that Italy was involved. So there was a lot of heat, and, and Renzi felt it, and he said that this guy knows what really happened. I went on Italian TV, on Sky News, which is their biggest channel. I said, give up MIPSID. This was all in the heart of 2018, 2019, not now, obviously. Right. And that started to shake up the Italian establishment. After that, I don't think there was anything that Barr could do to prevent those calls for accountability from getting louder. So he went on this fake trip to Rome where apparently they were looking for Joseph Mifsud. That's what the alleged cover story is, where they had a, a, an audience with the head of Italian intelligence, the prime minister. And then you heard nothing ever about what they found where Joseph Mifsud is until there were leaks that actually Mifsud was probably living next to the U.S. embassy in Rome and that he was being um, protected by the agency over there. So that's really what the story is with Italy. we never found out. Matt Gates tried to ex- ask him what that was all about. Durham just stonewalled him. And uh, it's, uh, it's a shame. Yeah. It's really, it's really unbelievable
0: now. Um, So where we are at this point is so to BB Schellenberger and their team are going to continue dropping things like this. I think it's very good because like I said, there were a lot of people who were very deceived, but um, the overplaying of their hand, I think, especially during COVID and, and post COVID and everything now is, is a lot more people are really skeptical of everything that's going on. Now, let me ask you another thing, because people don't realize maybe, or if they haven't, you look to your background or your book, you've been dealing in geopolitics for decades now and really understand what's going on on, uh, in many different fronts. So right now we have a situation where Tucker is in Russia going around showing everyone like, this is what's happening in Russia, this is what's happening here. Mm -hmm. The one thing that is uh, very apparent is that this sanctioned warfare that they tried to pull on Russia totally backfired. And what we're finding out now is Russia is already – um, you know, trading in oil and other things with Iran in their own currency. And that is going to continue in India and China and everywhere else. The real question is, whoever put together these sanctions, uh, these war sanctions, I guess, against Russia, uh, it looks like not only did they backfire, but it's empowered Russia and Russia is is actually ha- w- is doing f- far better uh, than, than it looks like even before. Is this possible that this is a an internal situation where where that was expected. It just seems like you would have to be really stupid to not realize that this would have kicked off the BRICS nations and the end of the petrodollar, and that's exactly what happened. Hey, Mel Kay here. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is my preferred choice for gold and silver. Head on over to the Mel Kay Show Partners page and click on the tab for Beverly Hills Precious Metals. Silver and gold are God's money. They're a great way to fight against inflation and keep your hard-earned savings safe. With the national debt out of control, runaway government spending and printing, inflation continues to soar. Beverly Hills Precious Metals can help you shield your wealth from volatility in the markets. Protect yourself today. Go to the MelKShow.com Partners page, click on Beverly Hills Precious Metals, fill out the form, and let's get started. Protect yourself, protect your family, and protect your future.
1: Well, I'll tell you something about uh, an economy in collapse. Uh, I was recently in Turkey and I saw their lira, which is their currency, in complete freefall. They've lost like 80% of their value to the dollar because of just financial mismanagement and and a dumb foreign policy, just to be blunt. Yeah. When you look, and they have, and they have no sanctions. They're actually part of. Uh, they're negotiating with the European Union to get into their globalist uh, trade, uh, a block. They're part of NATO since the 50s. They're a U.S. ally. They even trade oil with Iran. So, that's a devastated economy. You look at Russia. Their ruble has actually almost recovered its entire value to what it was before these draconian sanctions were imposed on them now what's happened based on from what i've been talking to people governments these people financial experts they said that the number one accelerator of BRICS and the trade in different currencies away from the us dollar when it comes to oil trade including with russia china and all these were the sanctions that were imposed on russia because these governments, these developing countries, some are more developed than others, in BRICS, said if the U.S. could impose sanctions and basically freeze billions of dollars of foreign currency and assets of of Russia, they could do it to us if we step out of line. So forget that, let's work now to replace that system, undermine the dollar, and we'll never have to deal with this uh, stuff again. So the sanctions have done two things, and it's very simple. They brought China and Russia Closer than ever, and they've undermined the dollar as a reserve currency. Nothing more, nothing less.
0: Now, is this towards uh, a global, uh, you know, the, whether the central bank digital currency or something to that effect? Because what I'm watching, and I, I watch it all the time, but they had the world go- global. Governance Summit this week, but they do have an event coming up in September called uh, Summit of the Futures, where the UN is is prompting all the nations to sign something called the UNR Common Agenda. If you read that thing, it sounds like a world constitution. Uh, I don't think the world's people like us are in on that, but it does appear that they are heavily courting the Obama, Biden regime, what I call them. Uh, and this is a, it, it appears that the global governance group, uh, the Davos crew, I call them, but they're much bigger than that uh, are in some kind of panic mode because just yesterday you saw um, that uh BlackRock and and Chase are pulling out of the, one of the big global uh, money laundering scams I call it but this big global UN fund for climate emergency all of that are these people is there is there global governance plans are they falling apart is 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 this panic what is going on with the with the the agenda 2030
1: people? Well, they're in. Of course, they're panicking because uh, Trump himself, on the campaign trail, has said that he would never adopt a, d- a digital currency. Uh, that he's uh, very pro fiat. You've even heard uh, rumors of, uh, you know, the gold standard. I don't know how how realistic that is, obviously, but you've you've seen people uh, yeah. discuss that in the past. Then you add the presumptive nominee talking about that, who I believe is going to be the next president, with this new BRICS alliance. With the devaluing of the us dollar as the reserve currency and obviously this new multipolar world so who really is left in this black rock vanguard group it's like the european union you could even say just europe right and europe has a million different problems they have an immigration problem they have migration issues they have security problems they have uh, energy issues they don't all countries don't get along there some countries want to be closer to the to russia some to china some to the united states so that's why they're panicking, and they can't really uh, install this agenda because there's too many moving parts now. It's not like after the Cold War ended, where the United States was the only superpower. That empire has been in decline, I would argue, since 2007, right. and it's never recovered from that financial recession that we dealt with. So that's why they don't know what to do, because there's just too many parts, and they can't control anything. And I think that's why they're so desperate to create this conflict with Iran, yeah. with China, right with uh, Russia, with Ukraine, with Israel, Hamas, all these crazy conflicts because they just want to control them through bombs and it's not going to work.
0: Yeah, order out of chaos is what it seems like they're yeah. doing, you know, worldwide. And uh, I don't think it's going to work this time because there's too many people out there. And thank God, people like you actually know know what's going on on many different fronts. Because another thing that um I think we need to start thinking about, and I I know that this is part of things you advise on, is our um. We, there's lots of threats coming. I mean, we, you you can't really believe much. You have to just kind of decipher for yourself, but. Our what is happening at our border is is very real. And now more and more they're talking about chinese nationals and and other nationals. We don't know what happened to all the people they brought in from Afghanistan. You know, I mean, this is a war on our nation, and yet at the same time, they want to pass a bill that isn't really going to tighten up our border at all. Um, this has to be by design. What is the what is the biggest threat with the what's going on at the border in your mind, on our homeland?
1: biggest threat are the following. You have Afghanistan. You had the uh, chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan. After 20 years presence, there are thousands of American troops who lost their lives, their, their, uh, li- their you know, everything. Yeah. And Biden just decided to spit on that. And that's something that I, as a patriot who loves America, will never forget. It was horrifying to see. Even worse than how he withdrew, it's leaving 65 to $70 billion worth of sophisticated US arms in the hands of a terrorist organization like the Taliban. The Taliban, as far as I'm concerned, is not using those weapons against any enemy domestic or abroad, they're not gonna go to war with their neighbor in China, they're not gonna go to war with Iran. So those weapons have been situated there just waiting to be used. You also have black market arms in the war in Ukraine. You've actually seen a lot of those arms even reach Hamas in gaza in this war now that they have with israel all those billions of dollars are not going to be used to fight their russian brothers right half of the young guys in ukraine have actually left the country they don't want to fight in this war whoever has been left are being forced into their i don't know what's going to happen with this war so you have those two hot zones with an open border and china is our preeminent threat with these chinese military-aged men coming in Those arms are going to find their way into the Mexico border. They're going to infiltrate the United States with those weapons. And you're probably going to see an attack, which is by design. Because Trump had the border secure. He wanted $8 billion to shut it. Congress wouldn't allow him. Now they want this uh, dumb deal to basically allocate $90 billion to these foreign governments with, with some money going to the border, but doesn't really do anything. And um, I think that uh, it was a good idea for them not to enforce this. Let Biden, if he wants to do some executive orders to take care of the border, do it. He can. He doesn't need Congress to write up new legislation. And then when Trump gets back into office, this really has to be a priority of his to secure the border, new legislation, not an asylum bill or a refugee bill, but a border bill. And that's uh, unfortunately what we've been negotiating with these uh, dimwits in Congress about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, something came out, J.D. Vance had found, uh, had come out and, and exposed that there was a kind of a impeachment bomb in the entire uh, border, uh, Ukraine, Taiwan, um you know, many, uh, this giant bill, $95 billion bill, um, that is being debated. And in there, it was a kind of exactly what happened when Trump was in office and he held up some money because he wanted to find out what was going on with Burisma and all of that. It went into this fund, this Ukrainian fund, which is what he froze. Now, they have allocated money in this bill through 2025, way past if Trump got into office, so he, so that basically if he tried to negotiate peace and cut off the money right away, like he's saying he wants to do, that then they could trigger another impeachment. Of course, that was Norm Eisen working with uh, Schiff and Nadler to do the first one, but it's kind of in there. And then you look and you see Oh, look, there's Cass Sonstein working with Mayorkas to write all this stuff on the border. And if you read about what they're doing with the legislation for the border, it's the same thing. They're trying to find ways to make sure if and when Trump wins, he can't get anything done again. Then we have Mary McCord on MSNBC saying that they are preparing now to make sure that they have legislation and legal recourse for any damaging things. Trump might do it should he be back in office, and that they're analyzing what he did before to make sure. So all of this says to me that they're already undermining his next presidency already. So if they're all saying this, what should, and I, I, I know that you're uh, working with different people, what should the people that are a- around Trump or that are just patriots in America be countering with because we can't wait again, like the Transition Integrity Project is out there for a year and a half before the 2020 election, obviously finding ways to, to trip them up. It's the same people. They put themselves back in power, whether they're in government or they're on a fifth column above the government, same crew as the Mueller team. What should be being done now by, you know, to go on the offense this time on our side?
1: Look, the fix was in in 2016. The fix was in in 2020. And the fix, they're tempting to get a fix in in 2024. But because, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, millions of people have now woken up. Nothing even surprises them at this point. Right. Uh, you just saw this uh, story about the nuclear uh, space aliens or whatever they were talking about with with Russia. And people right away thought that was a PSYOP. If you went back to 2015, if right. you heard a story exactly. like that, people would be terrified. Totally. Like you couldn't even imagine how people would react to a story like that. Now it's like, oh, just another PSYOP. Uh, here's the uh, Intel agencies trying to uh you know pull the wool over the american people's eyes so i think if trump obviously is a private citizen right now of course he still remains formidable power over the republican party if you want to call it that the uniparty the gop whatever right he needs to use that influence to in my opinion to prevent these bad deals from going through that's really the only thing he could do and in order to pressure members of congress to not enforce these deals into law he has to go public He he has his rallies Yes, he used Truth social. Hopefully he uses X more. And by doing that, it buys him time. We don't have that long until the election. That's why they're very desperate. Right. Just wait until the election. We'll take all we'll take care of all this with patriots in office at the right. cabinet level, America first candidates and let this pr- the process go out like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's really where we have to be, because, again, like, look, and I wonder if you think this, a big part of this, like when you look at their own paperwork and you go to their own white papers, I I put them on my resource pages, opposition playbooks, be it all the way back to the democracy matters playbook to, you know, they have this new one, democracy in crisis. They put out these, they put out their plans, you know, and it's the same group, but I think that we need, and I wonder what you think of this because you're somebody who knows how organizations work. It appears that under Obama, um, That they took the Patriot Act and like turned it into like a turbo uh, charged um, domestic terrorist, basically surveillance bill. And they have this group um, in the DOJ kind of, I guess it's called the domestic, national, um, like domestic, I guess it would be like about, uh, it's the DNS, so domestic and national security. Um, But under there, there's a bunch of different groups. It it appears that they've created a... The um, intelligence community has created a fourth branch of government that does not is unconstitutional and shouldn't be intact is there any way to tackle and pull back what has happened here where the intelligence agency seems to have its own branch and with no oversight whatsoever and that's also the branch that can do the most damage i mean they're pushing to continue what happened with all you guys the 702 without without warrants that's coming out of that group a lot of the january 6 things are coming out of this like clandestine domestic surveillance Crew that have no oversight. And it just seems to me very unconstitutional that that exists at all.
1: Okay, so FISA, like you said, is a tool that was normally supposed to be used against uh, terrorists, narco traffickers, and enemies of the United States of America abroad. That's why it's Foreign Intelligence Service Act, right? Yeah. This tool of US foreign policy has been now turned against millions of Americans including uh, unlimited eavesdropping, destroying the Fourth Amendment, um, targeting them for basically setting them up, and presidential campaigns. And you have Speaker Johnson, you have Mad Gates, you have some others in Congress who now hold this small majority. If you're having a small majority in the House, what are you doing? You impeached orcas over the border, that's excellent. Congratulations, he needed to be held accountable. We'll see how far that goes in the Senate. I'm not crossing my fingers. This now is the most important issue in America today, and that is reforming FISA, reforming the intel agencies, I should say reining them in, and actually even reforming the Five Eyes Intelligence sharing agreements that the United States has with these five countries that set up trump and his administration and overthrew our democracy the only way you're going to do it are two ways you're going to have to codify new legislation at the house level and hopefully get that passed in the senate or you know obviously biden might veto it but we'll see what happens with with trump and two rein in the fbi by defunding them especially don't build this new building right. of theirs this multi-billion dollar building you use the levers that you have you use the power of the purse You use hearings publicly to scare them and legislation, and that's what Congress should be doing right now. If they don't do it, they're missing an opportunity of a life to actually probably set back the Democrat Party 100 years.
0: Yeah. I mean, if anyone uh, really sees the big picture, you certainly do. Uh, I want to thank you so much again. Um, I really, really enjoy speaking to you. You have such a wealth of knowledge. You know, it's so crazy. I keep, Every time I see you, I think you're, you're, you seem so young and you, I feel like you're just getting started. So I really do look forward to watching what happens with you in the future. Uh, you really are for a wealth sure. of knowledge and I really uh, am honored to have you here. Uh, tell my audience where they can find you and follow you. You are a great source of information um, out there for everyone that is following along. To kind of because I see what you do, you kind of drop the the, the truth on every time because it can online it can get really crazy, and then you have all these big accounts saying all this stuff, and then it becomes truth. And you're very good at saying, you know, it stop, Sit back. Don't judge this yet. And I think it's important to have a clear head of somebody uh, that you follow. So tell people how to follow you.
1: <laughs> well, thanks. Well, thanks so much. I mean, it's always so nice to talk with you, and I and I really think what you're doing is exactly what. Um, patriots in america should really be doing that's just really getting the truth out there so i really commend you for that your show is incredible and i'm always an honored guest um you can find me on uh, x or twitter whatever it's called now at george poppin 19 i'm very active on there i don't use instagram or any of that stuff um and i'm very happy to always engage and have even discussions with uh, people who are interested in these topics even on x so feel free to shoot me a message maybe i'll respond uh, hopefully i do but uh that's where you'll find me and uh We'll see where this election goes. I'll be definitely busy trying to get Trump reelected. That's for sure.
0: I know you will. And uh, also one more thing. Um, Can they still grab your book? Where do they go to your website or to Amazon or where? Because anyone that's learning about this now or wants backstory and you're you're looking at what's coming out, you want to dig into these names and the people and how it worked. His book is one of the best sources you can possibly have. So can you tell them where to find your book?
1: Yeah, certainly, if you want to get ahead of the headlines, I I do recommend my book. Obviously, um, you know, the, the the book has been validated. It's been validated. It's not even, uh, uh, you know, a controversy at this point. You can find it on Amazon, unfortunately. It's the only platform that's uh, currently still holding it. It's called Deep State Target, How I Got Caught in the Crosshairs of the Plot to Bring Down President Trump. Hope you enjoy it. And um, we'll see where this goes moving forward.
0: Thank you so much, Sarah. Really appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
1: Thanks. Thanks so much. You too.
0: I don't know about you, but I feel a lot better being prepared for whatever's coming. Every day I hear something new. You, something's coming from the CDC. Something's coming from the FDA. The, who's trying to take over our healthcare system? All this craziness. And what I know is that one man really changed my life. How I look at everything that's happening to me health-wise and that was Dr. Zelenko. He was a good friend of mine, a good friend of the show. And he came up with the most amazing product, Z-Stack has been a game changer for us. We have not been sick since we've been on it. We take it regularly. We feel like we're coming down with something we'll double up but he has all new products over at the website god rest his soul he did not leave us unprepared and that is very important for you to prepare so he's got z shield he's got a kids z stack which is awesome he's got z flu z detox he's got all kinds of things he always said to me your your immune system must be clean resilient and resistant this matters the most and what i can say on top of that is that he supported me he supported free speech he supported medical freedom he supported personal liberty, and everything that I believe in, he believed in. He inspired me to be myself, to speak up, to speak out. And what matters is that you are feeling healthy, whole, clean, clear, focused, and that your immune system is protected from anything that comes our way. And ZStack is the best way to do that. Please stock up on ZStack. Go to themelkshow.com, go to our partners page, goes down to ZStack. That also supports the show. When you buy from our partners, these great people, especially Dr. Zelenko, who's dear to me, you are supporting the show and keeping us going. And I know that truth, freedom, and the First Amendment matter to you. They mattered to him. They mattered to me. So make sure you're always healthy. You're always out there. You're always standing up. Be brave. Courage is contagious. The narrative is falling apart, but as it does, there's so much of this fraudulent disinformation misinformation censorship coming from the globalists and what we need to do is be focused on the facts cut through everything be discerning and get it first and foremost out there to everyone it is important that you know what is going on censorship is getting nuts you guys know it there's accounts all over the place that are fake that are not me i know you guys send me emails and i really appreciate it and you report it and it's on telegram and instagram and twitter and they're not me So I'm super excited to announce We The People with Mel K. Be the first to join. It's a VIP community, just you and me behind a paywall, no trolls, no nothing. We get to know each other. I will give you the facts first. I break a lot of stories a long time before other people. We can talk about past, present, future, history, what we're doing now, solutions for going forward, what 2024 is gonna look like. I'm going to do breaking news, do a lot of deep dives. I'm going to bring that information to you guys first in a live Q&A every week. So please click the link below and join me over there. We are going to create a community, a community that is censorship proof. It's cancel proof. It's truth. It's transparency. It's on the road to God, country, justice, everything that we want in one place this is the most incredible amazing time to be alive as hard as it seems and as difficult as the battle has been for you guys and definitely for me all i know is that we all are part of the solution we are all involved and invested and you guys have the passion that i have so let's join together on live q a's once a week with me mel k we the people of the united states taking back this nation this is so exciting guys i've been dying to do this and we finally got the technology right so please join me. Click the link below, can't wait to get started.